2: Yes, indeed, it is the get right right here on 105.3 The Fan. My name is Reginald Atatula. I'm I'm joined by Blake Elliott. Yes, Thanks to Chris Strong of the ones and twos. And thank you for rolling with us on a Monday evening in the Metroplex. Your Mavs in action. They're currently closing the gap a little bit. Mm-hmm. They're still down 79 67, though, against the Orlando Magic. Magic haven't scored any buckets in the second half. Yep. No field goals, two no? free throws, 0 for 6. Well, a couple free throws now. Or mm-hmm. uh, so, a few more free throws, actually, as they're at the line right now. But yeah, your Mavs currently doing what they can to trim the lead. Luke Doncic has 23 points himself. Jaden Hardy had a nice uh, first 17 minutes of play. He scores 18. Derek Leibel with 14 himself. Uh, of note, uh, returning to home, Anthony Black of the Orlando Magic having a good game himself. 6 of 8 from the field for 18 points and a little bit of defense showing up. That's really been the thing that the Mavericks seem to be dealing with is just the length that the Orlando Magic have. So, anyways, we'll keep you up to date with what's happening there at the AAC. But right now, what did we learn from uh, Championship Sunday in the NFL? 877-881-1053. I feel like when you get to this level of the postseason, everybody's trying to take whatever successes they see and like, trying to you know, you know, trying to copy it by doing the things that those teams did, right? And we always talk about the idea of it being a copycat league, and these are the ways that it happens. But what 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 things did we learn? And maybe I'll ask you, Blake, what was something that you learned in the course of these two games?
3: So first, I'll take a, sat, a satire route, and then I'll be for real. First, okay. First, that the Big 12 Conference is better than the, than the ACC, as we saw Brock Purdy, um, Iowa State. Iowa State legend, that's right. And then um, Patrick Mahomes, Texas Tech legend. Mm-hmm. Take down uh, Cal legend, Jared Goff, and um, Louisville legend, uh, Lamar Jackson. Okay. All so right. that first. And then secondly, the teams that stick to their guns tend to win these games. Mm, okay, so
2: what you're, I, I'm guessing what you're looking at here, and tell me if I'm wrong mm-hmm. here. The Ravens did not stick with their running the football, mm-hmm. and so you lost there. Mm-hmm. How are we how are we are we taking that any of that from the Lions? Or are we just the, the, l- the Lions? More a,
3: the Lions one is a little bit more shaky, but I feel like even in moments we're talking about them kicking the field goal and not going for the touchdown in the red zone, they kind of were a little bit back and forth with it. But we saw the 49ers just said, "Hey, this is we 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 Brock Purdy is going to make plays for us," and everyone was telling us that Brock Purdy can't make these big plays, and we we have been very critical of him in the media and he kind of showed us i'm not saying that he's the best quarterback ever to live now but he he, i think he proved a little bit of the haters wrong to like hey i can i can play i can make a couple extra plays and the guys that that leaned on their guys were the guys that came out on top so i I learned that good coaching ends up winning in the end yeah uh, the best coaches come out on top
2: that's one of the things that i've learned throughout these playoffs is when you have coaching that can give your players a a you know tactical schematic advantage you you very much put yourself in opportunities to succeed, mm-hmm. right? I saw this. We saw this last week with these Baltimore Ravens and the ways in which uh, you know they put themselves in a place to succeed. And then Steve Spagnuolo co- coached up a gem. I've been just I've been gushing about his job and what he did in this game. I mean, no other team had an answer for Lamar Jackson and the Ravens all the way through this season, mm-hmm. at the very least for the last few months. Mm-hmm. And it looked like their answer was definitive in the ways that this thing happened, right? Kansas City blitzed Lamar Jackson 20 times, posted a pressure rate of 37. And you had four sacks in this game, uh, three of 11 on third down conversions when it came to the the Baltimore Ravens. And obviously 10 total points allowed when you talk about that. And just the ways in which you could also get down to the way that the possession switched up Mm -hmm. on them. It just felt like they had the perfect situation for what was happening. They changed and were able to disguise defenses. They were able to rush with four. Those those things, you know, being able to rush with four is absolutely something that speaks to the talent that you have. You know, the Charles Menahus, the Chris Joneses, the guys that you have on the ground. But being able to put those guys in positions to succeed to where when when Lamar Jackson wants to take a deep shot, it's you know, it's over the over the middle of the field and you've got three guys there. Or, you know, instances where you look up and Lamar Jackson scrambled and created so much time and he still doesn't have guys open. Mm-hmm. And then you take that to the other side. And, I mean, Steve Wilkes' defense handled this fairly well themselves as well. So, I, I just – I looked up and I definitely appreciated the ways in which good coaching, especially, like, good play calling as opposed to just, like, you know, good decision-making, good, like, game management – I'm less of that focus, which absolutely does matter. But the ways in which drawing up a game plan
3: matters, man. Yep. And uh, the second thing I I learned, um, I'm pretty sure all of America either already knew it or this just hit it right on the nail. But I think it is 1,000% sure now you just can't bet against Patrick Mahomes. (laughs) You got every number to say they should lose the game. His receivers led the league in drops, and in this game they have no drops. Uh, Patrick Mahomes drops back. I think it was 51 times and had zero turnover-worthy play. Yeah, like this guy can be. The team was mid. Let's be honest, all year mid, maybe above average at best. Some people had them losing in the first round, second round. They might, whatever. Win. We're, we're gonna we're gonna go to uh Miami's house. Win. We're gonna go to Buffalo's house. Win. We're gonna go to the Raven flock. Win. Like we're gonna go to Cancun for spring break. Yeah. I, I, I don't get it. Like, every number would tell you that they either should have lost the game or been close, and they just keep winning. And sometimes it's literally just my head coach is better than you and my quarterback is better than you, and we're going to win this game. We're just going to win this game. And, like, it didn't matter what else was happening, Patrick Mahomes being on the field gives you a chance. And I think I was already feeling like that, but I was like, this is the year. They Their offense isn't that good. They'll pro- The Ravens are going to win this game or even the Bills or whatever. I can't I can't bet against them. It's in the same framework that I can't believe the Cowboys for no matter who they play. <laughs> that same <laughs> just, fra- just the, the opposite the side. The complete of it. opposite where I'm like, I don't care <laughs> if I don't Tolos listen, I don't care if me and Reggie are the wide receiver one and two and Chris Strong is a tight end. We would still have a chance to win that game. We got Patrick Mahomes out there, and I don't think that's an overreaction. Oh, that God, is, I
2: really don't want that to be the circumstance. That, people would be flame broiling me. Hey, if we drop oh the my pass God. hey,
3: we're just radio hosts. I don't know it's Patrick Mahomes. Come on, guys. Like, Wow, that, that was, we got the Patrick Mahomes that, voice. That was, that was a bad impersonation. That was crazy. But he's that good. He is. He is that good. Like, I don't think people realize five or what is it, six straight AFC championships since the starter Four Super Bowls, one... To, and we get to see this in our lifetime. We got to appreciate greatness. This is in our lifetime. We are saying one of, if not the best, second best, or however you want to frame it, best quarterbacks we've seen as far as record and resume. Goes.
2: Yeah, man, he, he's, he's been great in the ways in which... Also, and we'll talk more about Patrick Holmes, there's opportunities, but you realize in order to be a, like, dynastic in the ways that I feel like we, we can absolutely say that the Kansas City Chiefs are now, you have to you have to, like, be able to morph... And mm-hmm. change, right? You started with the dude who's just bombing over top of you. Then you have the guy, and who's no like, defense,
3: no defense when they when the Tyree kills they didn't have a defense. Right. That was their that was their how you get them just score. Yeah, but I'm
2: talking about just like his yes. his morphing as a individual, mm-hmm. right? As a quarterback, the ways in which he was just throwing deep over top of defenses, and then defense said no, and he's like, all right, I will piece you up over the middle. I piece will surgically you. get you together, and then you also see the ways in which he uses his mobility also to, yep. I mean, just. A proactive scamper is how I like to call him. I like that.
3: Yeah. I like that. Um, figures how, out when he needs to get out
2: there. How about this as we continue to talk about the things that we learned from Championship mm-hmm. Weekend or Championship Sunday in the NFL? I thought this mattered more, this more applied in the NBA, the idea that going to the playoffs helped you going, helped you going further, right? Like there's a level of knowledge that you get that helps you the next time you show up, mm-hmm. right? Because we talk about in the NBA, it feels like if you get into the playoffs, it, you're not going to win it, but you you, you know, you know, go the first time, you lose maybe in the second round, first round, you come back, and now you have an opportunity to go deeper. And it feels like one of the things in the NFL is both of these teams that are in the Super Bowl have been in the playoffs, have an understanding of what this is. We were talking about it in the AFC game, right? You talk about the ways in which the, the Chiefs felt very comfortable in this place. You could see it in the way that they were playing. That at some points they realized we don't have to maximize this offense. We don't have to rev this, you know, rev this car that is the Kansas City Chiefs offense with Patrick Mahomes up to its highest level. Mm-hmm. We can run this. We can run this at a, a you know a midline level, understanding that we're just going to bleed clock and we're going to be able to do this well and just continually work our way down the field. In the same way, the Niners never felt like they got you know entirely. I don't know, like, entirely rattled by
3: Isn't being down crazy? by a lot of points I, I, in that game. 17 points. I, I think you can attribute most teams in the NFL in that spot are not bottling it, but not coming out how they did. Came out firing like like they were up. Like, oh, yeah, let's go ahead and score. Let's go ahead and do this. Or, or, do this. Like, they had no corals. No corals. Did not look nervous. With a second year, right? Rock Party second. Yeah. A second year quarterback. I know he's got great talent around him, but at the end of the day, they can't throw the ball to themselves. And you, you got to give him his credit the for The guy under center was under control.
2: Right. Like, Brock Purdy, the tough thing about Brock Purdy is last two weeks, he's giving you the exact, like, uh, he's giving you, like, the double down uh, performances where if you were on the Brock Purdy is overrated, you got just enough to be able to make your case still. Mm-hmm. And if you're on the Brock Purdy is better than y'all then give him credit clutch, for, you, get, you got quarter. just enough, right? Like, it's just the double down. You yeah. go, like, nah, that game didn't say what you said. It said what I said, right? Yeah. Um, but ultimately there is something to be said for when he shows up, when he he's shown up, you know, late in those games and be able been able to make fantastic plays. This time with his legs. Mm-hmm. Right, like as well. And he had that little
3: Patrick Mahomes kind of play where he almost got sacked right. and got out of it and tossed it. I'm like
2: And there's absolutely places to give him his flowers and his credit for being calm, being collected in those moments and making those plays. But it just felt like as an organization, there is a level of calm. With those teams, and I imagine that that comes from being comfortable in these places, not just as players, but obviously as players, but then also like as a staff, knowing we don't have to, we don't have to, you know, get into this place where we're afraid, or and even if that's not the right word, where we, you know, bottle it. Because as much as I love Dan Campbell and the ways that he goes about things, you could say maybe that the aggression, even though like that's how the way he played, it felt like it very much came from a place of we
3: know that this is a better team across from us, and we have and no we good have points. to convert, yeah, right. Now, that was my other point to it of when they. Went for and people were... I was like, you do realize they're going against the 49ers. They're going to come back at some point. You're not going to beat the 49ers by 50. They're going to come back, so if they have a chance to get points, they're going to try to score, especially if they're in the red zone or close. Now, I want you to... Do you think about the the Ravens any differently? Did you learn anything about the Ravens? Because I think they're an interesting, constructed team where I saw on social media a lot of Cowboys fans being like, man, if only the Cowboys had a defense like the Ravens that could hold a team to 10, 17 points they would be dominant man if they just had this and then we see that Lamar still comes up short does how the Ravens season ended make you feel any differently about them and kind of in contrast to the Cowboys as well and what did you take away from that I I felt it was unfortunate but Mm -hmm. I don't know that
2: you can hold the the mentality and the thought that the Ravens or sorry that the Chiefs are just these monsters, particularly and Patrick Mahomes is this dude that you could just never bet against, and then come back on the other side and be like, "Damn, Ravens, y'all stink," or whatever, right? Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't think anybody's going to that level. But I think they'll uh,
3: be back. I think they'll literally be back in the AFC Championship.
2: <sighs> the tough thing about it for me is that you look at the the Ravens defense this year, and it quite literally is one of the best defenses that we've seen in this millennium.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And you was, can't you can't anticipate
3: that happening. Them and the 2007 Patriots, I think, were top five DVOA of all time. And, right. and I guess we beat them both. Spags, and so <laughs> that's actually interesting to consider. But
2: it's it's tough. You just kind of you got some bad bounces, right? And you absolutely could have played to a higher standard. But I think there's a lot of games where people could play better, right? Um, and I think I I don't view them particularly very much different. I think just you looked up and you go, damn, that felt like your chance. That felt like it was it was mapped out for you, and you didn't happen to you didn't happen to land it tough right Mm -hmm. like I don't know necessarily that this is going to make me look at any any of the participants in
3: any different as I go around it because it's hard because you're getting people view it and I was talking about this the other night with with a couple friends is we'll probably remember these games more because they are the conference championships and we'll forget the divisional rounds and the wild card unless you're a fan of that team or a really hardcore fan but they're going against tougher competition so we're like oh well he did this and this but what did they do against this or what did someone do against worse competition earlier in the playoffs or in the regular season? So it's hard to hold them to this hard standard because they are going against the Chiefs defense or the Lions are going against the 49ers defense in the conference championship. So it just and, depends and on how
2: you view it. I, I look at that Ravens game. The, the, the best of the four you know, primary units that we talk about were the Baltimore Ravens in that game in my mind. Right um, now, the Ravens offense. They did not win that game, but they got down the field multiple times. Even if they got away from the things that they typically do incredibly well, right? They, uh, I was Zay Flowers had an opportunity to punch that, ooh, you know, ball in a couple of times, and you just get the fumble, right? You have a fumble in the red zone. Like, I think that there was opportunities there. If these things bounce a different way, I think we talk about this entirely differently, and so I'm not willing to shake this a ton. But from the nine-seven-two Ravens were out coach, and I'm a, I agree to that. I also don't feel as bad because the guys they were out coached by, I consider to be elite. Mm -hmm. You know? Elite, elite. And so those are just some of the things that we learned um, from the uh, championship weekend in the NFL. Bro, we got
3: one more football game left. That's it. That's right. Wow. That's right. Well, I mean, two two, (laughs) two if you really
2: want to talk about that flag football game of the Pro Bowl games. Yeah? Yes? Yes? (laughs) No? No? Okay. All right. So get right right here on 105.3 The Fan right now. I got to let you know your Mavs are now leading. Yeah, 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 that happened. 87-86 is the score uh, with a couple minutes to go in the third quarter. Again, we'll continue to keep you updated with what's happening there at the AAC. But coming up next, let's get you some crazy stats from this championship weekend and maybe talk a little bit more about the things that we learned. We'll do that next on The Fan.
4: Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB At-Bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month.
0: Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game.
4: Subscribe to At-Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. So get
2: right right here on 105 through the fan. Reginald Datatula here with you alongside Blake Elliott. Yes, Hersky. Thanks for rolling with us on a Monday evening in the Metroplex where you're Dallas Mavericks. Ooh have clawed back after being down as much as, what, like 14, 16? Yep. My goodness, yep. to the visiting Orlando Magic. They are now up 94-89 and actively challenging a play to see if they can get another possession to maybe stretch their lead. Yep. Uh, there's only 30 seconds left in the third quarter, and it, it, a fun third quarter it's been mm-hmm. if you're a Mavs fan. Good we'll,
3: defense, pushing the ball. They've outscored them 33-12. There
2: you go. Quarter. We will talk more about that. Uh, once the game goes final, and of course, as it continues to go on, we'll give you updates with what's happening at the AAC. Uh, but right now, uh, ju- we were just talking about the things that we learned in Championship Weekend. Feel free to keep throwing those in there. Uh, as from the 214, <laughs> they said, what I learned from the conference championship was San Francisco was beatable. Dallas had their chance and couldn't convert. Which
3: uh, Actually, that's a great point. They did feel gettable. San Francisco and all their games have felt gettable. They didn't dominate a single game. Yeah, I mean... Especially, you. That's well, this exactly is exactly what I was going to say. One of the tough this. part
2: about it is, is, though, is like the teams that have done things against them have toted the rock, yep. which, where are you getting that from mm-hmm. if you're the Dallas mm-hmm. Cowboys? That's one of the things. Shout that out Deuce Vaughn. Tough. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, this team is definitely going to need to do some work to make sure that their running back core is established for next year. Yep. I love Deuce Vaughn. I just, I mean, it was very evident that they could not carry him um, in the capacity that he would be on this team without him playing special teams, and you have a return man and that's the only thing that he could possibly add special teams value to. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, as of right now, him and Hunter Lipke are the running backs that you have on the, on the roster. I guess uh, Malik Davis uh, remains as a, um, you know, a future contract or whatever. Um, and so you're going to need to figure out what your running back situation is, but yeah, I don't know that you would have been able to capitalize in that way against what the Niners had for you, but yeah, they look to get boy at least to some teams in the league. And so tough uh, and, and, <laughs> as, What was it, a three-year stretch at this point where you've looked at San Francisco as the boogeyman and someone else looked at the boogeyman and punched him right in the mouth? Oh,
3: punched him in the mouth.
2: Now, they didn't get it done, so. but still, um, that's a fair thing to learn, 2 and 4 I appreciate that. Um, How about this? Let's get you some crazy stats from these championship games. Um, Crazy stats. You continue to sprinkle in what you've learned as well. Maybe the stats, you know. Bring up something that you learned. Also, I guess as I want to throw in something I learned. Apparently, hey man, we got to give refs a little bit more credit because there's obviously instances throughout these two games that you can absolutely go, hey man, why did you not call that? Like we were just talking uh, in the break about the uh, Isaiah Likely,
3: you know, no trip, call.
2: you know, triple team, no call, PI that ultimately is a Branch. Dion
3: Branch, mm-hmm. okay, really Branch, where Lamar just kind of tossed it out of bounds. But did he toss it because of that? It was third down. It's a high leverage play. So there, there's that, but.
2: There's also quite a few plays where I'm like, hey, man, these these refs are actually still, like, they get a lot of things right that we kind of take for granted because we're just like, you, you're supposed to do that, which, yes, to be fair, they are. But there's a couple instances where I'm like, yeah, I don't think that spot was good. We get the cameras, and we're like, actually, that spot was right on <laughs> in live action. I needed I needed the cameras to slow it down to be able to tell, except the, the linesman was just like, no, I saw that in a split second, and I can, you know, from a bad angle, and I ran over here. This is exactly where the ball should be. Let's keep it moving. So shout out to shout out to them officials. I imagine I might be the only person who ever does that. Um, okay, some stats from championship weekend. How about this? The 49ers, in their uh return from being 17 points down, complete the biggest comeback in NFC title game history. Mm. Did you realize that? Yeah. 17 points uh yeah. comeback. Biggest in title game history, um, or at least that ties. Not in Super Bowl history. No, definitely not. <laughs> uh, we could talk about that. Hello, Falcons. Uh, but the only other 17-point comeback was also pulled off against the 49ers against none other than the Atlanta Falcons. That's yep. right. The mm. biggest comeback in AFC game is actually 18. Mm. So, Because
3: mm. it, it's so hard because we've seen bigger comebacks. We've seen the Vikings. We've seen these kind of big comebacks. But in that momentous of a moment, it's very hard to see somebody – throw away because you would assume in a title game these teams are very disciplined and they're not going to chuck away a lead but the lions are this young team that wasn't supposed to be here and then the moment maybe got a little too big for them they got the lemon Turn, booty yep started turning the ball over jameer gibbs that was a huge fumble josh reynolds forgot how to play football it happens man and you're going against probably arguably the best team maybe outside the ravens i think just like team wise roster wise yeah really really good football team for so sure all pros everywhere they can <laughs> back in the game there just like go. that
2: absolutely um how about this? Uh, the Niners get lucky number 38. And, yes, shout out to the two and four who says, you know you're the truth when others get excited when someone almost beat you. Yeah, no, I mean, like, that's fair. Agreed. The, the Niners have been a very good a very good organization and team over the last how many years? So, yeah, yeah they deserve don't think, that
3: level of credit. I don't think you're going to hear any Cowboys fans say that we're as good as the Niners right now. So we, we can take that coin.
2: That's right. Uh, but, yeah, the Niners get their 38th playoff victory in franchise history. Which mm-hmm. is the most of any team in NFL history. So the, to that point, Niners previously had been tied with the Packers and Patriots for the most ever with thirty-seven. NFC Championship game gets lucky number thirty-eight for them. So there you go. That's, they went a lot. Yeah, they absolutely. win a lot over over a history, right? And of of course, one of the things that you can give them credit for is not just over that history. Like it's not like, hey, this was a one or two year span where they just ran up and did up, right? Like they they have. Good long stretches where they build a team and they have a window open and they, you know, take good advantage of, you know, spans of time within those windows. So shout out to them. And also, I guess the Niners also get another level of shout out with this stat. With the Niners' victory, Brock Purdy now has four playoff wins for his career, which is second most in NFL history for a player in his first two seasons. Only only two to have more. Uh, ben Roethlisberger has, has five. And Purdy can tie him with the Super Bowl win, obviously. Um, and so, yeah, that's. Well, I guess Purdy's the best quarterback ever. Let's put him in the Hall of Fame. Wait, hold on. you think Brock Purdy or uh, Ben Ro- <laughs> or yeah Ben Roethlisberger, B- large Benjamin, uh, both is the best before? Is both- that what you were looking for? No, no.
3: Both of those, both of those guys had really good guys around.
2: Yeah, and that's one of the things that I learned for sure. Uh, I mean, not that I didn't know this, but it makes it even more evident. I mean, Jared Goff is a quarterback that has made it to the Super Bowl uh before and now mm-hmm. makes it to another championship game in this instance. And I look as much as I try and give Jared Goff his props because he is pretty good. But around that, I also want to I want to acknowledge the fact that circumstances matter a lot when we talk about quarterback play. We love talking about quarterbacks as if they're isolated uh circumstances. And what's tough is you do have to talk about them in a vacuum in order to kind of gauge relative value. But that's more when we're starting talking about uh contracts more than anything, right? when you're talking about them on teams, they're going to be in that context of on the team. Or I guess when you're, you have to talk about them in a vacuum, depending on what you're putting around them, right? If you, how you go about team building, whatever. But yep. ultimately Brock Purdy is going to be in that circumstance. Jared Goff is going to be in that circumstance when he plays, at least in these, the season or maybe the next couple of seasons. And so you have to give him that credit, but it also very much matters a lot. What kind of circumstance you put your quarterback
3: in. Yeah. You, you got to have him in the right spot. And some of these guys we're seeing that they have this, When your quarterback's on a rookie deal, you can build this great team around you. And then when you get your quarterback on the Supermax deal, it's hard to have 20,000 good players around you and good receivers and good linebackers and good safeties. It it becomes very
2: much pick and choose. But if you do it right, you can also put yourself in a circumstance where you still have elite sides of the ball. Like, hello,
3: Kansas City Chiefs, right? Well, they they skimped on the receivers and got... They they skimped a whole bunch on the wide receivers, didn't they? Um, (laughs) Lucky Rasheed Rice, shout out SMU, was a good grab for them. There you go.
2: Uh, Some more crazy stats from the championship weekend. Uh, The Lions have now lost 14 straight road games against the Niners, which is the longest active streak in the NFL. The Niners haven't lost a home game to the Lions since, get this,
3: 1975. I don't think I was alive
2: you don't think or you don't are you you certain okay just want to do you you need some time to check or
3: yeah I don't think
2: okay no problem just get get back me with me when you when you figure that one out How, how about this one uh the Chiefs scored exactly zero points in the second half which makes the first team since 2010 where the Steelers did this to go scoreless in the second half of an AFC title game and still win defense is him The defense is the story of this game, bro. I'm sorry. I I love Patrick. The
3: defense did it, man. Can we circle back to the Detroit game with the haven't, what you'd say, haven't lost on or haven't beaten the Niners on the road in what, how many years since the 70s? 75. Also, I saw a stat. I am, I am 1000% sure, not sure if this is true, but I'm going to believe it because a bunch of people were agreeing. Apparently, every game that Greg holds. Greg Olson. He is pretty wholesome, though. To be fair, <laughs> apparently every game that Greg Olson has done for Detroit, they've lost. They're, he's never commentated a winning uh, Lions game. That's tough because they're in the NFC and he's on Fox. Well, I guess
2: they don't have to worry about that going forward. He's not going to be the number one uh, broadcaster. Yeah, shout out Tom Fox. Brady.
3: Yeah, so we'll talk more about that uh, maybe tomorrow. Yeah, yeah we'll see. Shot, dang man, Greg, because he he was um Carolina. Now I was thinking blue. I was gonna say he played at Carolina. Yeah, he played. He played for the Panthers. Yeah. Um, how about this?
2: With 11 catches versus the Ray or, or against the Ravens, Travis Kelsey now has 156 catches for his postseason career, which is the most in NFL history. We talked about this earlier. Past Jerry Rice, who finished his career with 151 career postseason receptions. How insane is that when you think about it? Because Jerry Rice played forever, yep. and Kelsey's doing this quickly. Yeah. Quickly, 14 playoff games with at least one touchdown, which is tied for Jerry Rice for most in NFL history. So. I mean, he could do he could do the thing in the Super Bowl where he breaks another Jerry Rice record.
3: Okay, so I, I heard this theory last show that I had. It was this before obviously they won that he was going to win this game. He was gonna break Jerry's record, then he's gonna break the single game record in the in the um Super, Super Bowl. bowl. Mm-hmm. They're gonna win the Super Bowl and he's gonna propose to Taylor Swift That's after right. the game and then retire.
2: Yeah, like like that uh oh what bowl game was that where uh you had um Boise State. Oh boy it proposed to the cheerleader, like just like that game. They're
3: gonna do the Statue of Liberty, they're gonna win it. The internet and then Travis Kelsey would literally Reggie explode. If they won the Super Bowl, he breaks a record, proposes to Taylor Swift in middle field and then retires.
2: And honestly, the thing that'd make explode is all the people uh being mad that uh they're doing more Taylor, Taylor Swift stuff. Yeah, that, we'll get to that. That's we'll what would make it mad day. more than anything, hilariously. Mm-hmm. Um the Chiefs quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, will become the first player to start in four Super Bowls before the age of 30. He also won his 14th postseason game, which is tied for the third most in NFL history, trailing only Tom Brady. Tommy. Who has 35, and Joe Montana, who has 16. Think about the numbers there.
3: And and he's doing it so quickly. What is it? Um, Peyton or Patrick Mahomes' playoff record, 14-3. and three. Peyton Manning's playoff record, 14-3. 14-13. So ten more playoff games. It took Peyton Manning to get to fourteen wins. So um, Patrick Mahomes already got to that in ten less games than Peyton Manning. So I think we know who the don't do that. I'm sorry. Yep. I won't mm-hmm. go there. Mm-hmm. I won't go there. Mm-hmm. Yep. I won't go there.
2: Yep. <laughs> um, some more stats here uh, with the loss to the Chiefs. The, the Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson now has a career postseason record of two and four in the postseason which is tied for fifth worst record of all time for any quarterback who has started at least five games, if you are inclined to look at quarterback stats in that way or like quarterback wins, which I'm generally not. However, just put that out there for you. Enjoy. Um, the Ravens have also won 66 games over the past six seasons, which is tied for the second most in NFL history for a team that didn't make the Super Bowl during that season span. mm so there you go. Like a Cowboys fans, at least if you wanna if you wanna do a little schadenfreude, maybe laugh at somebody else, Ravens right there. Only the Chargers who won 67 between 04 and 09 won more without making the Super Bowl. Um, so the Chiefs obviously have a chance to go back to back and become the NFL's first repeat Super Bowl champion since 0304. When? Who? 4 three oh four. Don't think too much about it. Who won a whole bunch of? Championships then. Patriots. There you go. Patriots. Oh, 0- three, oh, four went back to back.
3: Back to back. Can I give you a Mahomes stat? Please do. Patrick Mahomes has played 17 postseason games. Pretty much a season. So we'll just say one season, but of, in just, of post-season, of just games. postseason games. Very good. And this would be his stats. 14 and 3. 422 out of 626 passing. So 67%. Solid. 4,802 passing yards. Okay. 458 rushing yards. 39 passing touchdowns, 5 rushing touchdowns, and 7 interceptions. That would be an MVP season. Solid. And that is his playoff resume versus the best of the best. He would win MVP off just his playoff record.
2: That's right. It was a fiesta bowl that we got the uh, Statue of Liberty play. Thank you,
3: 979.
2: (laughs) Appreciate you. That's what my brain was trying to figure out this whole time. How about this? This will mark just the fourth time in NFL history that two coaches have met in a Super Bowl at least two times. We haven't seen this since Tom Coughlin played Bill Belichick um two times over five seasons. So mm-hmm. Yeah, man, that that's that's another thing that might just kind of uh give a little credence to Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan's uh, incredible ability as coaches. So those are just some crazy stats that we got from Championship weekend.
3: Crazy stats.
2: in the crazy National stats. Football League. It's to get right right here on 105 through the Fan. Score at the AAC is very close. Magic now back ahead 97-96. There's about nine minutes left in the fourth quarter there. Uh, coming up next, let's do a little sharing time. We'll do an excellent fan. Let's get right right here on 105.3. The fan, Reginald Latatula here with you alongside Blake Elliott. Yeserski. Shout out to Chris Strong and the ones and twos and you. Rolling with us on a Monday evening. Right here on your home of the Cowboys and World Series champion Texas Rangers, 105.3. The fan, your Mavs currently lead 109-107. It's going back and forth now. This game has just been – it's giving you everything. It's mm-hmm. giving you blowout feels. It's giving you comeback feels. It's giving you, you know, tight game. It's giving you all sorts of things.
3: Mavs are actually playing some decent defense.
2: A little bit of defense, a little bit of shooting, a little bit of driving. All sorts of things happen in this game. And so we'll let you know what continues to go on. As again, 109, 107, about half, of, or about six minutes to go in the fourth quarter, the final frame of that one there at the AAC. But right now, on the get right We'll do a little sharing time this evening. And real quick, I'll go to the truckwreck.com text line. That number, by the way, 877 881 1053, with a 214 says, My friends don't believe me that I'm not coming to watch uh, the Super Bowl. I'm not watching. Okay. Which, I'm, 214, why, why is that? Are you just like, you're just distraught? You don't feel like watching these two teams? Like, I'm interested in seeing what that is. Because I actually do wonder in some ways are people. Are people sick of these teams? Like, I do know once we get to teams being dynastic, we like seeing the beginning of a dynasty. We don't actually want it to continue, though. Like, we Mm -hmm. want to see the up, and then we want to see them fall. Yep. And so I think we might have gotten to the place where the Chiefs where people don't want to see them anymore. It's getting getting a little patron-esque. And then you have the Niners on the other side that I feel like people enjoy for some reason kind of seeing – Particularly Kyle Shanahan's downfall, and I imagine there's a lot of folks who are like, I don't really want to see Brock Purdy yeah. be successful. Mm-hmm. And so I do wonder, like, does this kind of strike a decent amount of folks as like a no-win proposition Super that, Bowl?
3: That was kind of what I was asking earlier. I, I posed it as the NFL, oh, but that's okay. what I was thinking of. Like, Is this who gotcha, we wanted gotcha, to gotcha. see? I, I think it is high-level football, but it's like, this isn't the... Fun matchup, if you will. It's like the gritty one that you probably should happen, Niners Chiefs. But like, I think most people wanted to see Lions Ravens, two teams that hadn't been there in a while. <laughs> kind of that fun, more fun side.
2: We got an answer for the two and four. They said don't like the Niners and the Chiefs are annoying with the Taylor Swift drama. Okay, and they said annoying Niners fans don't want to see them win another Super Bowl. Okay,
3: all right. Yeah, let's go Chiefs, baby.
2: Very much your prerogative. Uh, I'm always in for the Super Bowl party because like it's just like a, a piece of Americana, you know? Like it's just part of our society. Like, there's a lot of people that don't give a damn about no football. We're here to be because this is where we get together, get the spread, you know, watch some, watch some commercials, you know, have a drink or two.
4: I was going to say, bo- bo- boycotting Super Bowl, like watching the Super Bowl, you're not only boycotting the game, you're boycotting, like, going to a social event that entire day.
2: Which, you know, I mean, pe- people skip social events every day, B. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> every day. I just, me personally, I enjoy that one.
3: Very much so. I, I, I saw someone tweet and this is gonna be my sharing time. I saw someone tweet. It, <laughs> it would have been hilarious if you just stopped. I saw someone tweet. That's what my that's my that's, sharing. That's time. my sharing time. I did see a Twitter um, when that uh, crazy game was going on between the Lions and Niners. And it said, imagine not liking sports. I wonder what people who don't like sports are doing right now. I bet they're reading a nice book. Yeah. Like looking out of the ocean. So, do you know how much time I've
2: thought about this a lot? I kind of sometimes wish I did not like sport. Do you know how much more stuff I would get done? Yeah. That's, oh my god. So let, let's let's get you, into that. Let's you, get into that. There's so many things. That, there's so many. Like right now, I'm currently watching the Mavs game. I'm sure. currently at work. You know. What else are we watching? We're but at the same time, I am actually locked in on a Bethune Cookman Alcorn <laughs> State game on ESPN two. <laughs> yep. That has been a fascinating one. That's and <laughs> One. Or no, sorry, that's goaltending. My bad. Uh, yeah. I've been riled up. I've been locked in. Like. A game, it, I don't have to have any rooting interest if it is if it, there's some interest to be had there. Find me there. Like I'm the sicko that I I went to one of my homeboys, his kid's middle school game. Mm-hmm. Got into it, right? What do you mean? What do you
3: mean got into it? Like he was mi- yelling.
2: No, no, no. I uh, I was I was enjoying the game. Okay. To be fair, I did not make that clear. My bad. I was locked in. Middle school basketball. Like, this is, this is a sickness. Like, at some point, we do have to acknowledge this is a sickness. I, also, I, and I'm not somebody that has, like, wild emotional attachments to teams. Like, the one that I have is the uh, – I, I have the uh, Manchester United, which if, if you are inclined to English Premier League soccer, yes, you know my plight. You know my pain um, Right as of right now. Uh, but, yeah, man, I'd I be feeling sorry because, like, there's a lot of times where – I mean, especially you look at the Cowboys. There's a lot of times where folks are looking up and they're like, man – I am down bad. And it's like we really could just not deal with this, except we can't
3: at the same time. It's, it's, it's hard. The competitive energy. I, I, I think it's so hard to lock out once you're locked in. So I just kind of want to know from the Tolos, if you weren't watching the AFC or the NFC championship game, what would you have been doing? And not something that was actually going on. Like, let's make some stuff up. Would you have read a book? I'm a bubble bath guy myself. Um you, and read a book or just bubble like are you, can I, you now can you imagine candle bubble bath favorite book never glass done of it. wine not once
2: Ooh. like that's that sounds like that there's very many things that you see on TV and very particularly in like commercials that I'm uh, like never gonna happen
3: oh that that's that's a that's a classic of mine never gonna happen so so you okay which part of you is, is throwing you off the book
2: why in the bubble bath I read books
3: plenty don't okay me, well wine? in theory but like the you a wine
2: guy. Eh I, I mean I can I can do some wine but it's, okay, it's not Okay so
3: happening. choose your beverage whatever No
2: I'm just ne- I'm not putting all these things together can, regardless of the beverage Okay now here's right?
3: here's a question
2: I'm not doing, I'm not doing all of that in the sh- in the tub at the same time it's not happening
3: can, can we'll see see you know what he's missing Chris I bet you, you don't have a headrest in the tub but you don't have yeah, a head's hurting. That's yeah. that's the issue there. Yeah, and you're 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 hitting your what is that what is that material called in the bathroom? Temple
4: or the material, I don't know.
3: The uh whatever the material on the bath tile. It depends. You're laying on tile. I'm sure you don't want to do, you get a nice little soft headrest, light a candle, get you some wine, get your favorite book out, you're relaxing, put some Epsom salt in there. My boy, pruning up. You're ch- <laughs> reading reading the book in the I'm just like, I would rather
2: like I, I appreciate the the bubble of that. Don't get me wrong. And although I haven't done it yet, right like that I can't remember the last time I was just like, I need to run a bath, like it just doesn't come it doesn't come to mind very frequently, but like I'd rather just like sit down and read the book, like you know what I love to read books like when we get into spring, I was about to say summer, but I mean, you know where we live,
3: it's insane to do that, yeah, uh, and then just go and sit by the pool, yeah, I mean it's same same thing now here's my thing goes back to the bubble bath, goes back to sitting by the pool or whatever, I feel like wine is 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 the drink of choice Can is it is it alcoholism if you had like a glass of whiskey while you're sitting in your bath or while you're sitting by the pool can you have any drink What is wait i don't understand the question what do you mean is it
2: alcoholism if you have a drink <laughs> i don't understand what you're asking right now like, i mean that sincerely like, okay so let, let's just
3: use the bubble bath experiment very good just act like you're taking a bubble bath you can have a glass of wine and i think those go hand in hand yes yeah. Oh, I mean, well, it's okay you an like, issue. what's what's the drink that's wildest for being in the bubble bath <laughs> yeah, i feel like, like it's gotta be like have, a f- if you have like a vodka soda and you're taking a bath i feel like it's like a four loco right <laughs> like
2: just you if you're drinking that you have like we got like or it's a natty light like yeah. you know what i mean like a, a low quality
4: beer yeah. you're not relaxing at that point like the bubble <laughs> bath is negated by right, the four loco
2: the idea is like you're you're in a bubble bath. It's a relaxing, you know, time consuming. Like this is something that you want to, you know, appreciate. Uh-huh. And I feel like something like a natty light, something like a like everclear. Like also the the drinks that are like this is not here to be appreciating. Mm-hmm. The, this this drink has a purpose, mm-hmm. and that purpose is getting you bleeped up, you, right? Like I feel like those are the. <laughs> does,
3: does margarita work? Can you can you sub a margarita? I feel, I feel like you can have a margarita. Margarita. There's not very many that sub in that, spot. I'm thinking margarita wine. Anything else I'm missing? I think like every maybe whiskey because whiskey is kind of a chill like, like an old fashioned.
4: Uh, whiskey in a bubble bath is kind of crazy.
3: <laughs> no,
2: uh, old fashioned like you gotta you, you get in the bitters, get in the orange, and then you're like, all right, time to hop in the shot. That's wild.
4: You have a whole like cocktail table right next to the bath set up. You, you got, got a whole,
2: shaker? <laughs> yeah. See now that actually might be alcohol alcoholism. Right? <laughs> having having a having a rolling bar by your tub might be alcoholism that might be it i don't know <laughs> how did we get here exactly uh,
3: this, wow wow um yeah. shower beers hit different it makes you question your life okay
2: yeah i feel like there's there's sadness if you telling me you drinking beers in the shower like standing up in the shower um well sitting down is even worse I might ask, down well down yeah yeah you know
3: what <laughs> Fair play. You've hit rock bottom if you're sitting crisscross applesauce in the shower <laughs> drinking a beer. You've hit the bottom at that point. I'm sorry to tell oh, you.
2: Okay. Um. Again, how I have no idea how we got here as we were continuing shower time or not. <laughs> shower, shower time. time. Uh, sharing time here on the get right, right here on 105 through the fan from the A17. Not gonna lie, I'm looking at y'all differently just for saying everclear in the bath. Again, my point being I there didn't... are cert- there are some drinks that like the purpose is to enjoy them. Everclear. Uh, Natty Light, right? Like I, th- those are ones that came to mind. Sorry, I'm not. I'm not a big drinker like y'all. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, like the idea is, there's some drinks that are meant to be like slowly appreciated, and there's some drinks that have the purpose of trying to get you to a certain point. And I feel like the 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 latter is the thing that you definitely don't want to do in the bath because that feels like you
3: might need to talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel yeah. like there might Chris, be hotlines. What, what what's what's your, what's your what's your go to drink when you take a bubble bath?
4: I don't take bubble baths in okay. general. Just, just put yourself You're in a situation. Only man in this room. Just put yourself in a, a
3: situation bath. that you take a bath.
2: I
4: mean, in theory, it's I would wine. like to take
2: a bubble bath. I just never never had the time nor the inclination to immediately go, hey, this, this is my optimal
4: choice of relaxing I, at this I think, moment. I think we're learning we're not treating ourselves enough, Reg. Yep, yep. And Absolutely.
2: Well, no, yeah, And no, we're Look, I, I, I would love to treat myself more. Um, I feel like there are certain <laughs> circumstances that have made it such that I probably shouldn't because, you know, other things go other ways. But I appreciate <laughs> – I do love – I do really and truly love that Blake is in such a place where it's like projector, no mm-hmm, problem. Mm-hmm. Bubble bath, mm-hmm. let's do that. Let's get it. I, I bet you, I bet you light essential or you have essential oils in your apartment. Of course, don't you? man. We got there a it candle
3: lit every time we walk in. It's Dang it's y'all. it's more about how do you create your space, and it can be with five dollars. It can be with five million dollars. It's got to be your space. And taking a nice bath, uh, pouring a glass of wine, getting the candle going. I mean, y'all can. I know some of the Tolos calling it girly or whatnot. It makes me happy and it makes are me succeed. I hadn't seen that. Makes me succeed the best that I can at work. There and you go. um, well, my sharing. <laughs> go ahead. Uh. My sharing time
2: is uh, I I got some uh, I got some stuff to make sandwiches this weekend. Okay. Because I was like, you know what, I haven't had in a while. Good sandwich. Like, you know, being being a a bachelor and then also like my groceries are a little inconsistent at times because I'm also not the dude who can eat the same thing all the mm-hmm. time. Not is a it? meal prep guy. Nah. Gotcha. Uh, I, I'm not a guy who's like, can't eat the same thing mm-hmm. five days in a row. I like mm-hmm. moving it around, which is awful for my for my wallet. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I haven't made sandwiches in a long time. And I got my sandwich, you know, I got the, the deli, deli meats, or whatever. And I was like, all right, ham, turkey. I was like, I typically do Swiss, but I kind of want to change it up.
3: What's your what's your turkey? Give me give me the rundown. Of the turkey it's important. Are you just buying any turkey, or is there a certain brand, certain flavor you're going for? Uh nah,
2: there's not there's not like a very particular brand. Just but of course, I'm, try, I'm
3: trying to get a little bit
2: of quality, something you know. Mm. But also trying to be cost effective. But ultimately, <laughs> I did that. But I was like, let me try this Havarti. All right, I haven't had hard Havarti cheese, and I would like to tell you none of y'all are my friends because nobody told me that Havarti is is like baller. This is a great cheese. Why did nobody tell me about this? Um,
3: I I think I know. What color is the package? No Havarti isn't a brand. It's, it's a type of cheese. Havarti, oh, but Sargento, is the is the best brand. But I'm looking at Havarti right now. It's like white. That is correct. Can you give me a texture? I'm trying to picture. It's it. it's a softer cheese. Softer cheese. A little cheese. bit softer. Go- like Gouda, like gooey. No, not not, not not that not, not that not that place. Okay, yeah. Okay, you eat it cold or, or warm? I mean, cold. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm putting it on a sandwich. You're not a heat up your sandwich kind of guy. You're you're a cold sandwich guy. I didn't know very many people did that. No, I just yeah, people don't heat up their sandwiches? Am I, cold am
4: sandwiches? I,
2: unless unless it's like a particularly hot sandwich, right? Like if it's if it's something that's designed to be like a ham and cheese. I'm heating that up. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, my, my thing about it is the whole idea of the sandwich is that this is a this is a quick thing, right? Like the deli meats, boom, boom, slap it together. We eating, right?
3: Ah, uh, see, now are you just uh, turkey, right? Turkey cheese. Are ham, you just turkey? Turkey. Ham turkey cheese. And light very light mayo. Ugh!
2: Very like mayo. Uh, Wait, what you putting on? Like, uh, all right, we don't have. Uh, this. Can you not do that? Mayo, people- and,
3: mayo, and mustard. Oh, that's bottom of the tier list. Sorry. What, are, what are you putting on your sandwich then? Um, ham, okay, cheese, okay. turkey is cool, bacon, okay. Um, I feel like that ends because I was gonna say grilled onions, but that's 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 leaning on hamburger. That's
2: fair. I look, you can put that. Yeah, I like I'm, a good w- crunch. I
3: like a good crunch. I'm
2: wondering so. where you were getting. Like it sounds very dry right now. It's all an and, I, and I and I hear that. And I and oh, you just, you're not putting no sauces on no, this. No, I'm not a big. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. See, I don't, have to, put, I don't have to trust your judgment.
3: Okay, I don't have to trust. This I is know. gonna oh. be musty. <laughs> I don't always put it in the microwave, but I can't do mustard. I can't, bro. All mayo. My boy it, taking a sip every bite. That's crazy. Oh, I am. All, That's insane. All mayo is is cold gravy.
2: And it's not even good cold gravy. Of all the things that you could say to try and like get at mayo.
3: Mayo, I'm not a mayo or College ranch guy, lady? so that's just not my thing. Or I ranch. Know, wow. I know okay. people love that. 877 881 8,
2: 8, 1, 1053. Get after Blake. He says the ranch is stupid and <laughs> I ma- mayo I is useless.
3: <laughs> Get after him. Mayo and mustard are not my favorite. And mustard, I'm, wow. You're just spreading this really, really far. I know everybody loves it, but. Give me everything but the condiments. Oh wow! Um, we, have
2: crea- we have created multiple <laughs> arguments in the text line. Too There's, much from a- the a- seven eight five, a- <laughs> which apparently shout out to Manhattan, Kansas. I'll go hungry before I eat a cold sandwich. That is wild. There okay, um but then also, not that it's wild to do that, but I just like that. That's I didn't realize that that was such a hard line stance. Mm-hmm. Is hot sandwich over anything from the eight one seven? Too much hate on the mustard. We got we got to go. I have run this segment too long. <laughs> on the other side of the break, we'll clean this up and we'll get you your headlines on this Monday evening in the Metroplex. We're doing next on
0: the fan.